with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. What's up, y'all? Thank you for listening along. You are back for the last episode this season, number 23. Been going since March, and we've made it now to the end of the bench. I am so grateful for how well this season has gone. I didn't have to bug anybody too hard to get them to come on and talk to me. And I had so many volunteers that I'm so freaking grateful for. It's been awesome to hear such a wide variety of experiences and make new connections and laugh with people I've never met in real life. I mean, it's really filled this beautiful void that was you know, still living in COVID at the beginning of this and now a little bit out, but it's something special for sure. And there's, there's something universal about all of it. And I think, you know, I've touched on a lot of themes with different speakers or different speakers have touched on them this season about values and inclusion and, you know, being embodied and like, we've really hit a lot of stuff, but everybody comes back to belonging to this sense of belonging and how women's rugby doesn't push anybody out you know if if you if you come as you are you get to be yourself and you get to experience the sense of belonging and and something that Allie and I are going to talk about in this episode as well as many other things so I, it is my honor and privilege to share a conversation I had with Allie, who is one of my favorite human beings on this planet. We played together, roommates and stuff, and, and now mostly we talk about like tarot and astrology, because <laughs> I love that shit too. But anyway, yeah, one of my favorite people really helped get this thing off the ground. Have to be grateful for it just chewing y'all's ears about how wonderful these people are and um this conversation's different it's tender it's vulnerable Allie really shares in a way that I don't think anybody else has this season so I hope you guys enjoy it a lot um as usual you can send me feedback I would love to get it I I I don't know I just I can't say I can't say enough. Thank you for being here. I'll be back come winter with some more content for y'all. Going to let you play a fall season and really enjoy that. And yeah, congrats, right? We made it somewhere. I don't know where we are, but going to be able to play some rugby. And yeah, send any feedback you have or comments or questions or anything. You can hit me up on Instagram at s.kitch, K-I-T-C-H, K like kitchen, that's me. 
or you can email me suze at withyoupodcast.co. There's the website is still there. It's going to stay there. I need to catch up on some transcripts. We'll be doing that in the off season and building something different for season number two. Yeah, y'all enjoy this conversation with Allie. I love her with my whole heart and she's gonna prompt some thought, some feelings in y'all. And I hope that it hits you in a good way. Okay. Love y'all. Bye. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Here she is. Hello. The one and only. Hi, Allie. Thank you for coming to with you. Hi, my love. I have the like uh, pregame jitters for this, so Do it's exciting. Ooh. 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 I like that feeling, the feeling where you're standing out, you're standing on the line ready for a kickoff and you're like, I have to pee, but I don't have to pee. Yeah, you're like, am I going to poop myself? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I just need to get the ball in hand once to get yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just yeah, one first good tackle. Yeah, one good tackle gets you right into the zone. Wow, so. you totally just reminded me that I had a dream about playing rugby last night. Did you? What was I about? did. I don't know. I just like, I my parents were there for some reason. I don't know because <clears throat> they don't they don't typically do that. My mom will come sometimes, but I remember going in like playing for a motley crew and just like making a pretty good tackle and being like, oh, I still remember how to do it. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> I think that's a sign that you need to go out and play sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. You need to, <laughs> need to put some aggression somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, Savannah's going to be a thing, so I can just keep talking about it. It's going to be a great time. It's always so much fun. Yeah, it is, for sure. Well, let's jump in to this because I'm really curious how you found rugby. But first, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her. Cool. So how'd you end up on a rugby pitch? (sighs) Okay. So um, actually back in high school, I was pretty lucky that my high school had a rugby club um, and I had grown up playing volleyball and like various other sports and Mm. volleyball was like coming to an end for me. It just like wasn't fun anymore. Yeah. And like, as a 16 year old girl, I was like, I have to join a sport because I don't know how to work out. Like, I don't know how to do anything without like my life revolving around sports. Um, and so two of my teammates, um, Ashley and Missy, uh, volleyball teammates, Ashley was trying to convince me to play lacrosse. And Mm -hmm. then Missy was trying to convince me to play rugby. And Missy's like, lacrosse is lame. Like rugby, you get to hit people. Da, 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 da. And I was like, well, don't you get to hit people with the sticks and the cross? And she was like, no, you're not allowed to do that. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try rugby, see how it goes. And (laughs) I tried rugby and just like fell in love with it immediately, fell in love with the team, the aggression, the like the pace. And yeah, it just was so empowering. That's Um, awesome. It was in middle of high school, huh? That you you switched from volleyball. Mm hmm. What was, what was your high school rugby program like? Um, so we actually had a lot of girls come out uh, for our rugby team. Like we could field like, I think like two and a half teams. Um, it was wow. pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. And our team was really good. Like we won 
state very consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually just had our 21st birthday party, uh, like a couple weeks ago. Wow. Um, yeah. So the coach, when I was there, Susie, she's absolutely incredible. Um, she coached the program for 20 years and then passed wow. the team along to three former players. I think two or three former players are taking it over for her. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just like super supportive. Um, and Susie always gave us like, I guess the choice of what kind of season we wanted to have. She would ask the seniors, like, do you guys want a competitive season or do you want just like a fun, relaxed season? And that really determined like how she would coach us and how she would train us. Um, and pretty much every year we were like, we want to win state. (laughs) Like, let's go. So she would push. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were just very competitive. So, um, yeah, it was like a lot of inner team competitiveness because you Mm -hmm. had to fight for your spot with like that many gals on the team. And then, uh, then when we played other teams, we were probably really obnoxious with like, just our like support for each other. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just like a bunch of girl jocks in high school. Truly. (laughs) After it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And you, you moved into a competitive team for college as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I wanted rugby to continue to be a big part of my life. So Mm. I like looked around for different like clubs. Um, but a lot of, I I don't know, I couldn't afford out of state tuition. Like I wanted to go to Colorado and play, um, and study, but I could not do that. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going to IU, which is still a really good school and mm-hmm. had, you know, like any club, like college rugby team, it kind of fluctuates based off of like what players and like how long you can retain players. Um, right. And if they like the classes line up with each other. Um, so fortunately when I was there, like we had some really strong classes and we would always get into like the sweet 16 for nationals and sometimes like elite eight or final four cool yeah hearing stories from like going to those high level games and stuff is just like so different than my collegiate rugby experience and I'm so like jealous but also I'm so happy that that exists yeah and it was like that it was just so different back then than what it is now Mm -hmm. um because a lot of the girls I train with now are like going to life or Lindenwood and it's, it's like so official now. Like right. they are like varsity athletes. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas like we were club athletes, like packing into like a hotel room, carpooling like 16 hours, like across the country to go to some yeah. like tournament or like, and it's just so, it's so different. And it's so cool to like, be able to say like, we were super competitive and we were also like, super social yeah um, so it was, it was really cool to be able to like look back and like see like both of that happening at yeah. the same time for us yeah I think some of my favorite college memories are also like when we piled into cars to go places together or randomly sometimes would get a rental like when we went down to Savannah since I guess mm-hmm. that's a thing today <laughs> um, yeah we but like Savannah yeah, just like getting random new teammates in the car with you two to carpool over to a tournament or something was always just bonding moments. And yeah, it added like a social layer to it. That was really lovely. I love it. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. I ever tell you the story about um, 
how when we when we drove to the Virginia tournament that my car almost died in a tornado going across southern Indiana. Oh my god, tell me. Okay, so we left Bloomington and like hour and a half in the sky gets like super dark and like it's storming. The emergency broadcast comes on and we're like, oh shit. Okay. So let's pull over. We pull over like on an underpass or overpass, mm-hmm. whatever you call them. Mm-hmm. And the storm kind of stops and we're like, okay, I think we're good to go. So we get back on the road, start driving. And it wasn't even like five minutes up the road. We get into standstill traffic and the sky is just like super dark purple green. It's like hailing. Whoa. You like look out the windows, like mm-hmm. the trees are like bending in the wind. It's freaking crazy. And it eventually like passes. And so then uh, we somehow like squeeze our way off of the interstate and it's like backed up traffic. It's only two lanes. And we mm-hmm. go on this exit ramp and we pass up on the exit ramp and it's like, it's a horror scene like that there's signs down there's like horses running around the fences are like blown up like roofs are off and then we like go back over like we go over the overpass and then to skip all the traffic and there's like semis tipped over (gasps) and we like yeah it was wild yeah and so we drove up a bit and like pulled off and like there's a bunch of cars like hail damage like the car we're in has hail damage and we're just like shaking and we're like what the hell like we don't have service Uh and then eventually like catch our bearings like get back on the road we're like okay I guess we're still going to Virginia (laughs) um (laughs) 10 more hours in the car let's go wow um and we found out that it was like this massive tornado that was like a mile wide that passed through Henryville, Indiana. And like it destroyed their high school, like people died, like it was crazy. Wow. So like if I just wonder sometimes, like if we didn't stop when we did, like where would we have been? Would we have missed it? Would we be stuck closer to it? Mm-hmm. So yeah. You were in the right place at the right time, I guess, if you're going to sustain a tornado. That's mm-hmm. that's absolutely insane. I've been in a tornado, a not that not quite that close, but it, just in a general area of one before, and the, the electricity in the air, and, like, everything seems so anxious or, like, frantic around you, the way the winds whip everything. It's like, like the fabrics of the universe are coming apart around you or something. It's just, like, yeah. there's a complete chaos. That's, Wow. Wow. Ooh, the fabrics of the universe. I like that description. That was very nice. <laughs> Thanks. I've been talking about superhero stuff with my brother because he's a nerd. So I think he, I can contribute that to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank God you're good. That's, I'm sure you got like immediately bonded with those girls that are in the car with oh, you. Oh, yeah. Just some like, you know, trauma bonding low key. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's fun. Well, let's see. What are we going to talk about today? You want to, you, I think like there's this big point of growth that you've gone through where you realize that your physical body and your, your mental health are really interconnected and you see it that in your rugby game, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I definitely think that like the mind and the body like obviously are very connected and sometimes they're just like connected on a level that we don't even like realize and Mm -hmm. when you tend to put your mental health aside at least for myself I find that it will 
like physically manifest, Mm -hmm. um, whether through like, well, for me with rugby, it's been through like injury. Mm -hmm. Um, so when in 2012, my sister passed away, like very unexpectedly. Mm -hmm. And as a 19 year old, I did not like process that in like any healthy manner at all. Mm -hmm. And rugby became like my, like a hundred percent escape. Like I just like all I cared about was like playing and training and like, what could I do? And then like hanging out and like doing the social afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Which was like exactly what I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, go forward in time a bit. I was really struggling with my mental health and um, I got to the point where I like broke down and I like called my dad and I was like, I, I need to go to therapy. Like I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's fine. Like, do what you need to do. And so I saw a therapist at the school and um, she, like, first she was like, oh, it's going to be like a few weeks before I can see you, but do this questionnaire. Did this questionnaire. And then she called me back. She's like, actually, can you come in like tomorrow? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Whatever. Good. Uh, Yeah. And I was like, okay, no big deal. Mm -hmm. And then I went in and she was like, yeah, you're um, on the verge of like, being suicidal or you are suicidal and I was like really confused because I never like thought about actually like dying by suicide or um hurting myself but just like Mm -hmm. I guess just like some thoughts and how I answered the questionnaire like led me to be close to that point wow um so that was like really awakening to like oh okay like I'm not okay right and um and the next week was uh, spring break. So she's like, when you get back from spring break, we'll talk, we'll start scheduling like regular sessions, but she just really wanted to make sure that I was okay. Right. And I was like, I feel like loved and supported. Like I don't like I'm okay right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So go on spring break every year. We would do like a tour mm-hmm. um, as a team and we would just go to like Georgia, Florida. And sometimes if like, Savannah or Nashvash would line up we would do one of those tournaments wow that's rad yeah it was really cool it was always because spring break was like a week or two before um nationals and our uh-huh. coach just wanted to keep an eye on us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't let these like girls just go crazy and not be able to yeah play. give them rugby to do right yeah so they don't get yeah. themselves in trouble <laughs> yeah and we still got in our fair share of trouble don't get of me course. wrong <laughs> but you were um, playing. yeah yeah um, so it was a good, it was a good mix, uh-huh. but, uh, we're in Savannah the first weekend and I don't remember which game it was in the tournament, but I like almost completely blew my knee out. Um, oh no. Yeah. And so I obviously was just like super distraught. Like I was on crutches for like a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that night I like everyone's getting ready to go out in Savannah and I just had like a complete breakdown because like I was leaning into rugby so much it was like my thing that was like holding me together mentally Mm -hmm. and then now I physically couldn't do it Mm -hmm. um you know at the time I was just like this this fucking sucks like what am I going to do and I was still there for my team and then also just you know moving forward through time like going to therapy like processing stuff and like physically recovered um but then like flash forwarding 
into um, my later years of playing. So after college, um, moved to Denver and I was playing with the former Glendale Merlins and I was just having a really tough time in my personal life, um, dealing with a really unhealthy relationship and just family matters going on and being away from home was, and just, just a lot of going on. So yeah. my mental health was starting to really drag again. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up getting injured in our 2018 season. Yeah. And that was just something with that injury really clicked to the response of my mental health is so down and my now something's manifesting in me physically. Um, and it could just be weird timing, but like, to me, like timing does mean something. Especially in times of grief and insecurity or instability, we look for structure and we, sometimes we lean in so hard that we don't take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And that's exactly it. Like you just lean into something that's, you know, it does bring you joy yeah. and then it's, um, but then it becomes kind of just like a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, or in a, a fixation or like an obsession. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And very much that's like what those like rugby was for me during those really hard times. Yeah. Um, and not, and I'm not saying that to also say like, it didn't bring me that joy yeah. and that it also like hadn't like, you know, when my sister passed, like it definitely saved my life. Like, yeah, I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have rugby. Right. Um, but there's, it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Like if you lean too much, yep. something can happen. Yep. Or if you don't lean into your community, then something else can happen. It can be very isolating. Sure. Um, yeah. And then I guess just like after that, I, cause I had, you know, in that, in between those two more significant injuries, I like hadn't um, been going to therapy like super regularly. So mm-hmm. I started getting back into it and I was able to start like, I guess more so finding this like Mm self-worth that I had been lacking or I had only been defining as like a rugby player. Mm. That's like another, that's another example or like another way that just like leaning in too hard maybe isn't healthy Mm -hmm. for us too. And, And I'm with you. I know that after my dad died that, like leaning into the rugby team and having that kind of consistency really added a lot of value to my day-to-day life. It was something positive to focus on. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I can definitely see the flip side and especially with rugby because we're so passionate about it. You never met, like you don't meet people who like are casual about rugby. Once you get into rugby, you're like in it, you love it. You talk to everybody about it. You want everybody to play you yeah. know, depending on what you're trying to do in a competitive way, you train a lot and it's, it can be something that really overtakes your life. Um, but it can also be something that you really lose your identity in. And I feel you, I feel you a lot with a lot of this stuff. Like I don't have the injuries necessarily. Well, yeah, I don't necessarily have the injuries manifesting, but there's something, there's something in there about like having to find the nuance of it and finding where things balance and, and how best to take care of ourselves on and off the pitch. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 
Yeah. And like moving forward with my rugby, like career, like after that 2018 season, I was just like really focusing on my mental health and like putting myself into environments that really like supported who I wanted to be outside Mm -hmm. of rugby. Mm -hmm. And, um, so going into the 2019 season, I was feeling really good. And then, you know, life happens and, um, my dog passed, who was like, also like someone, I, some creature, someone I leaned into like so hard. And, um, so that was just like really destructive for me. And I saw how like, like that, like broke my heart so much. And like yeah. knowing my past with like leaning into rugby during these like harder times. And that doesn't usually like turn out for me. Um, mm-hmm. And being in a super competitive environment like Glendale, mm-hmm. um, I decided to step away because it was just not going to be supportive of my healing and also who I wanted to be at that time in my life and moving forward. And that was like super hard. Um, you know, every other time I stepped away or like had to step away from playing because of injury, I still felt like so connected to the team. Mm -hmm. And, um, this time it was just like, it felt really different. And I put that on myself for like creating that physical space. Um, Mm -hmm. but it was just weird to be like, I'm not a rugby player, like yeah. at this time, like, yeah, I am Allie. This is who I am. Like I played rugby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really weird to kind of have that identity shift, but it was also so beneficial to like growing, just growing as a person mm. um, and growing this sense of like compassion and empathy for other athletes who have stepped away or that, you know, put their mental health, their physical health first. Yeah. I mean, it's really, well, first of all, that's like a very popular topic right now with a lot of these world competitive athletes, you know, that need to step away and take care of themselves. And I think it's something that gets a little discounted. And especially since we're in college, after college, we're club, we're club athletes, you know, it's, we pay to play. It's always a choice for us, but it can also be so intense, especially at that WPL level and specifically at Glendale, um, that we don't always take the time to prioritize it, or we don't realize how much we need to prioritize it. And I think there's also something really beautiful in there about that you mentioned about like finding what you value. And I think finding what you value outside of a rugby environment helps you know what your identity is better. And like, Mm -hmm. it can, it can just like fill you up in a way that you have more to give back and you have a better way to exist when you go back into that space and come to see like how much depth there is to this life that isn't just rugby. Yeah. Yeah. And something I think that makes rugby so special, at least like why I fell in love with it was that like it honors your weird and it Mm -hmm. honors like your uniqueness and who you are. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when you get lost in the sauce of like, I'm a rugby player, like sometimes you can kind of lose that weirdness and that uniqueness. um, Because you're just like, like just following this grind and following Mm -hmm. this grind. um, And you end up in like an environment with your team and you feel like 
you need to do the things that they're doing. Like you don't, yeah, yeah, you're not always conscious. Like you go to practice early because everybody's doing it. Even if maybe you need to like eat dinner or something like that, even that is simple, but it can be bigger than that too. It can be like more, um, I guess eating is self-care, but it can be more like (laughs) it is right. It is. We love food. Yeah. It can be, or it can be just like resting. It can be like knowing that you need certain rest days. Or I think a really hard one is like how much they really want to drink afterwards too, especially as we get older. Cause it's like so much of the culture is like play a rugby game, which is hard as shit on your body and then drink or stay out too much. But like you need a lot of rest too. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and you kind of end up in a cycle sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not always bad it it can be wonderful you get sisters on a rugby pitch but you gotta you have to keep centered somehow yeah Yeah, you gotta keep yourself grounded keep your weird and Mm -hmm. so you can keep so you can keep bringing that to the table because that's what I mean I like keep your weird (laughs) yeah keep your weird that's like what we all want like we want like I want you to bring your best self to the table the same way that you want me to bring my best self to the table and Mm -hmm. like what that self-care might look like for you is different than what it might look like for me. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I guess kind of back to like all of the, you know, best of the best athletes right now that are stepping away. Like it's like, for me, it's just been so validating to like my experience. Like I, you know, it was hard to step away without an injury. Like, yeah mentally I was not well and Mm -hmm. it felt so hard to do that and I had plenty of like friends family teammates saying like oh why can't you just you know stick around or just like push through like yeah and or almost like guilt trip you with like how much like you're not there and Mm -hmm. I'm not bringing my best self if I am there right I am still doing this and um there's a moment when you're like I'm at practice and I'm not present yeah yeah I'm not practice and like my heart's not here or I'm getting hurt unnecessarily because I just need to take I think all those things like with your injuries as well it's just like our body trying to tell us like you need a break you need a break a hundred percent and that's Mm -hmm. like that subconscious connection that or the connection that we refuse to acknowledge you know like my 19 year old self like doesn't want to acknowledge that I need a break. Doesn't well, want just, to acknowledge you just that, didn't like, know. You're yeah. so young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, I'm not in touch with my body at that point in my mm-hmm. life. And mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's that like, you know, the mind and body are talking without yeah. involving you. <laughs> I'm making decisions for you because you can't do it for yourself. Yeah. Because um, you just, you, you go in that mental space where you're like, I'm fine. Like I can push through this. I'll be okay. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there's some there's more urgency in it than that. Yeah, where you're like, mm-hmm. I'm tough. Like I push yeah. through this. Like I care so much <laughs> because I push through this. I sacrificed this, and especially as a rugby player. Yeah. Oh God, we well we, we play, love to push their injuries. We love, we to, love to show off our battle scars. <laughs> yeah, like, we love it. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes you just can't. You got to take a moment and go through um, and yeah. Uh, and I can't imagine what it was like to go through such an intense grief, like such an intense loss, so young. Um, it's just never going to be an easy thing. You know, grief, we never stop. It just, no. we just know how to, we just know how to live with it. Exactly.
mm-hmm. as we get older, like going through have being in a bad relationship or being in a club, a club environment that isn't healthy, like all these things, um, they're not, they're not comparable, but they're all valid. And I totally agree with you too about like, I hate to see these top world athletes that are having mental health problems, but like, you know, that they were having them before. We just weren't really talking about them. It's not a new thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everyone's human. Like, Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day, we're doing this for fun. Yeah. Um, Like we're not getting paid. (laughs) No, we pay. (laughs) Yeah. We're, we're doing this for fun. And like, and for the connections that we make, like I have some of my best friends and family, like all come from the different rugby clubs that I've played for over the years. And like, I feel so grateful for that. Like I wouldn't have found, like, I probably wouldn't have found these people without it. Um, Right. And at the same time, like, those people are still here, even though like we're not playing anymore um, or that, you know, you stepped away, like Mm -hmm. they still love you because they're genuine connections. And Mm -hmm. that's part of the reason why we put ourselves out there on the field. Absolutely. Preach mama preach. Mm -hmm. So, so true. That's such a a beautiful caveat that we get from it. You know, like we got there because we like, we love the sport and we love the energy. We love the passion and we love the culture around it. And we end up with like really bonding with people. Not everybody, of course, we played rugby with hundreds of people at this point in our lives. Right. But you end up with these like gems of people in your life that you connect with on such a deep level and you value in such a real way and, and share and you can just be vulnerable with and cared for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's awesome. you, Suze. That's you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. I thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing yeah. about all of that. Yeah, you think I it resonates with me a lot, you know, and and I don't have the exact same experience as you by far, but just the the ways that it does it makes sense to me, and the ways that like even. Uh, thinking about you getting injured as a 19 year old uh, like before nationals and and that like there's a grief process in getting injured too and like or not being able to participate and knowing that that's where you really want to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, bouncing back from that and continuing on I mean you've you've come back from some things you've been playing you've been playing for a while now I have yeah Yeah. it's been like 12 and a half years so cool (laughs) that's so cool very lucky for that for sure yeah I wonder what your process was like when you when you left Glendale um you weren't really sure if you were gonna play rugby again right yeah yeah I was um at the time I was feeling really burnt out um with just like the high level competitiveness and um, just not feeling those like deeper connections and Mm -hmm. also in like all that, like being also connected to like my mental health at the time. Um, And so, I mean, you could have asked me that month that I quit, like if I would play rugby again, I probably would have said no. Um, But then of course, like, you end up missing it. Like 
you see people playing and it looks like so much fun. You're like, okay, well, let's do something fun and social. Um, so that's when we planned Savannah with my college mm-hmm. alumni team, the mm-hmm. Indiana Mole Women. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I was just scrolling through Instagram one day and I saw that ARPTC was still looking for um, women for their senior side mm-hmm. uh, for the summer residency. And my friend Lauren plays for them and she talked nothing but like amazing words about the experience. Yeah. So um, I reached out and I was like, do you think I should do this? Yeah. And she was like, if you want to play again, you should absolutely do it. Like, you know, she has nothing but great things to say about it. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, okay, I'll reach out. Um, I'll reach out to Jules, chatted with Jules. You know, she was selling me over the phone mm-hmm. and I was just thinking about the whole thing. And I was like, you know, like the worst thing that could come from this is that like I go and I decide I'm actually done playing high level competitive rugby yeah. Um, or like I'm done playing rugby in general and like, let's yeah. look at the next chapter of my life. And, mm. and that's not even the worst thing. It's just like, that's an outcome. Like, sure. I guess there is really no worse outcome from going. Like yeah. it's either like, I figure out that I want to keep playing or like, I don't want to keep playing. Um, mm. or maybe I want to play somewhere in between, um, right. you know, it's not just black and white. Um, but you were just curious. You just became yeah. like after some time away, you just became curious again about what it, what it could be like in a different environment or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and exactly. knowing, probably knowing that you had maintained, like you had gotten better in your mental health, that you had like done some work and come to understand yourself and felt, felt better. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the time I was feeling in a really great spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I'm, you know, ready to pursue some of the passions that I just some of my passions, like some of my loves, like I'm ready to go back to them. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I ended up, this was all pre COVID hitting, Uh hitting the fan, the United States. Um, I was offered a full-time contract and I was like, you know what, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Um, we had Savannah and like, had a fun time in Savannah. Unfortunately, I didn't get to play because I had a concussion, but yeah. I was just <laughs> fucking a... snowboarding, right? Uh, snowboarding. <laughs> yes. It's not, you know, I, I love okay. it. You were the best coach. Yeah. I was just there for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, all that happened. And then literally like the next week, um, the pandemic came and shut down the States. And I was like, well, yep. I don't know if I'm going anymore and but you had already you had already decided by that point that you were going to go to camp yep yeah I did Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like oh god now I'm doing this like new thing and there's also a pandemic going on like what's the state of the world going to be is this even going to happen is it a good idea that I'm doing this and like at the same time like all these rugby clubs are canceling their seasons like you know, everyone's like, no one's training, like Mm -hmm. gyms are closing. Mm -hmm. And yet like ARPTC is still talking about like, we're going to have residency. Like, like, what is this the best thing we should be doing? Yeah. And I mean, but like it ended up working. It worked out. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are like the only ones that got to play rugby in 2020. So 
Yeah. Mm. And I mean, it was against each other, which is obviously better than nothing. And like it, like we proved that like you can bubble and like you can yeah. keep each other safe. You can like change your behavior to look out for each other. Mm. Um, you were on and- some NBA shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, let's just rent out Disneyland. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, and it worked out really well. Um, and so I went into the summer like with an open mind and um, it was challenging. Like our, our coach, Rish, he pushed us, even though like we weren't playing to compete with anybody. We were just playing to like you know, better ourselves, which was so cool to be around. Everyone there was just there to get better. And it wasn't like we were there to like prove something or like to earn a spot. And so there like became this like genuine, like pushing of each other during trainings and at practice or like, like trainings on the gym or like trainings on the field. Like there's just like this genuine, like pushing you to be better. Um, and like everyone knew each other's goals and like what they were working for. And it was just so incredible to feel that support in a competitive environment. And it was like this little like voice inside my head was like, you fucking knew it. Like you knew there are environments out there that can be competitive and also so supportive and like, thank you for sticking with it and trying. Um, so I'm so glad that I found that. That's such a good point that like the, that high level environment also needs to be supportive. Like you need to be connected to your teammates. You need to have a good relationship with your coach. Like you need to feel valued. And Mm -hmm. some of that uh, with you and your struggle was because of the place you, you were in yourself, but some Mm -hmm. of it was also the environment you were in, you know, some of it was like that just wasn't the right space for you at the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, what's the right space for me is might not be the right space for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and that is what it is. Like Mm -hmm. you're not best friends with everybody and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Um, your needs are going to be different than somebody else. Yeah. We're all unique. Yeah, Um, for sure. That's just the way it is. How beautiful Uh, that you found that space at ARPTC where you're like, push to grow. Like you have the resources, you know, that's Yeah. We got to fall in love with the game again. Yeah, I did. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll tell you what, it wasn't even like the first, like the summer session that like convinced me Mm -hmm. that I was like back in love with it and like felt connected because it was, it was tough. And it was like transitioning into a full-time training environment and like working full-time was hard work. Um, And it was actually after the summer session Jules announced that she was doing a fall session and in between the two, there were six weeks. So, um, I went on a road trip with three of my teammates. And at one point we met up with like three of our other teammates. And after like meeting up with them and all like, like all seven of us just like hanging out Mm -hmm. outside of rugby, I was like, all right, I'm going back in the fall. I, I feel good here. Like I feel connected and I feel like, I don't know, like the sense of like belonging with this friend group. And Mm. that was even outside of rugby. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And awesome too, because you had lost that at Glendale. Like you didn't feel like you had those good friendships as well with your teammates when you had decided to step away. 
Yeah. And I still had some with uh-huh. some people there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it, I think with rugby, it's this, yes, it's a sense of feeling like valued and feeling contributed, like that you contribute. But I also think it's like this sense of like, you belong here. Like mm-hmm. you belong with us. Like I belong with you. Like not to make it like romantic, but that it's like a sense of belonging. We belong um, together. Then, yeah, we belong together in this community. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, and I feel like that's what makes a really good like team in general is like, mm-hmm. it's like a deeper level of connection. It's oh, yeah. belonging. Yeah, it absolutely does. Because that, I think just that in, as a tangent almost, but like belonging in and of itself is like some sort of foundation to what we need to do on a rugby field, which tends to be, well, yeah, it's in its best form, it's creative and its best form. It's like improvising um, Mm -hmm. and being super flexible. I think if you don't have that bond of belonging and which comes with being seen and which comes with being valued and like just being, it will be your best weird um, without that. It's hard to express yourself. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Good feels. Well, and it's all, that's all just opened up a lot for you too. Now you're going to continue playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's like coming here was like one of the best decisions of my life. I like made some, I made some amazing connections with friends and um, I've gotten opportunities to coach um Mm -hmm. with the high school program here and that's been Mm -hmm. really incredible um and I've gotten connections to go and play overseas now so yeah yeah, so hopefully this fall if all goes according to plan I'll be going to England and Mm -hmm. getting my master's while I play at a university which will be so cool yeah fuck yeah that's so amazing that's so amazing what um what was your coaching experience like? So I actually was just told I was coaching. I wasn't like asked I was coaching. (laughs) Uh, We had like a a tournament here in the, in the winter against our alumni. Uh Um, And on the announcements for the tournament, Jules was doing them. She like, was like, Oh, that's, Allie Hale, she's going to be one of our coaches for our high school program. (laughs) And I get back to my phone after the game and my mom was like, she sent me a text. She was like, I didn't know you're going back to Arkansas. And I was like, me either. What are you talking about? (laughs) She's like, said you're coaching. And I was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Grateful for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. So, um, we had a January camp and a March camp and then mm. took the girls to tropical sevens. And so Lauren and I were coaching and we were coaching under like the mentorship of Rish. And mm. it was like, so the weekends here um, were just kind of like camps for them to kind of learn some, you know, foundational skills and then to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the two camps, they, selected a side to go to tropical sevens and coaching the high schoolers is so fun they're so weird and I think it's like that age where like 
you're still, you know, you're honoring your weird still, mm-hmm. or you're losing your weird. And, but like rugby provides space for you to be weird. So yeah. Um, as we all know, yes. um, but yeah, it was really, it was really cool to give back to the, to give back to the game like that and mm-hmm. to just build those connections and like, you know, have people feel like they belong also and kind yeah. of be on the other side of that. Yeah. It must be really neat to see that in young people too. And you like, you see them being weird and you can just really laugh. I feel like the best, mm-hmm. we just end up laughing at each other for being goofy a lot in club yeah. in women's clubs. But when you, I don't know, it's just so, so important for young people to feel that they can fully be themselves too. Uh-huh. And like mm-hmm. a lot of these girls, like they now have the opportunity to like get scholarships to go play in college. Um, and like, yeah. they, they are considering that, which is so freaking cool. That's awesome. Like, I feel like we were just like five, seven years, like too late for that, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So these girls like have so many opportunities in front of them and they, it was really special to like share like those moments with them, like talking about like different programs and like what their pros and cons are and yeah. to, just oh, to cool. listen to them and to like yeah. be like a sounding board for their decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really cool. Yeah. Makes you feel real special. And you're like, yeah, I've been around the block a few times. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, Back in cool. my day, it like, wasn't really like varsity rugby, <laughs> women's yeah. rugby, you know? Yeah. Amazing. I guess it's just amazing and wonderful how much women's rugby has grown at the collegiate level and like back down to and, and up. Um, and that there are these higher level opportunities for people to play the sport and yeah. grow in it and yeah, lean in. Yeah. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of me is like, oh, I'm so jealous, but also I'm like, this is incredible. And I feel mm-hmm. like if all of the work, you know, like all the games that like we've played and like yeah. the exposure that we've brought into rugby, yep. um, you know, help pave this path, even if we weren't like on a committee or something, but just like okay. being present in the community. Everyone's just pat themselves on the back for just like, you know, like you, you help pave the way for this by just being involved. Mm-hmm. Yep. I will second that. Absolutely. Shout out to all women's rugby players, even mm-hmm. from 20 years ago that have been talking about it still or have inspired somebody to even think about playing or brought someone to a game or like shared something on Facebook or it's definitely very grassroots. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I love that about it too. And like same jealous and so grateful, jealous and so happy that there are more opportunities. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good stuff. We need, we need more spaces where we get to honor our weird, right? Hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's perfect. That's gonna be the title. I think of this. <laughs> <laughs> Good, Allie, on honoring your weird. Honor your weird. Yeah. Well, I have to. I meant to do this at the beginning, but we just started chatting, and I have to just. I'm so. Th- I have to express my gratitude for you. Like, I'm so thankful that you took the took the initiative and shared the the survey with your communities i'm so happy you're here you're this is the perfect way to end this season um Aww. i could not ask for a better in 23 on my team and uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but like you i mean you got you and lauren you guys you guys got me just like off the ground um and it's brought some really beautiful stories some great voices some 
like so much laughter, so much fun to this and really made the project worth while and um, successful. So like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. I mean, this is an incredible, it's an incredible way to bring people together, especially like, during this like shitty time, this another unprecedented time in our mm -hmm. lives. Like, so no, thank you for like birthing this idea and yeah. letting us all be a part of it. You're like, so welcome. You're so welcome. Happy to have you. Yeah. More than happy. More than happy. More great. Would you? Yeah, great. Are you grateful for the opportunity? Grateful for the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect. Well, do you want to share a little glory moment for us with us? To oh. end us up? Yeah, let's go. Um, let's okay. So this is kind of a collective glory moment. Mm -hmm. uh, shouting back out to college. Um, mm -hmm. So back when this happened, there was not division one elite, all this jazz. Mm -hmm. And it was, we were, our conferences were kind of more like territorial. So like we had a big 10 conference mm -hmm. and in the big 10 conference was Penn state shout out to them. They are just rock stars. Like they have a legacy. Yeah. Um, back then they were like killing teams like 90 to zero, like in the national finals. So wow. like, it's more of a track meet, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think it was my junior year. We had a really strong like senior, junior and sophomore class. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> we had Penn State at, we had a home game against Penn State. And mm -hmm. at halftime, we were like tied with them. And Whoa. it was like the most hype ever. I can't even tell you like how hyped the crowd was. Mm -hmm. And like we were like, we just felt so fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the whole game happens they it ends up probably being like 40 something to like I don't know I don't know if we ended up scoring in the second yeah. half at all yeah. but regardless like we weren't a 90 to zero game and that yeah. felt so good so afterwards the men's team got us a keg we just had like this <laughs> big keg party at the house it was also on a Sunday we were just celebrating as if we won the national championship like oh no one could take us off of our high horse. Uh -huh. It was the most fun. Um, again, it was a Sunday. We had a noise <laughs> complaint. The cops were called <laughs> on us. But just shout out to my Hoosiers, Red Storm mm -hmm. Rugby mm -hmm. during those years. I know you guys are listening and you remember that exact game and mm -hmm. that social and how how lit it was. So yeah. just a pride glory moment for the, all of us. I love it. Together. A collective one. Yeah. A collective one. Man, it's something when you know you're going to get your ass whooped. When you, you there's games, <laughs> you know you're going to get your ass handed to you. And then yep. you just like stand up a little bit better than you expected. And it can really like boost you. I love that. That's yeah, so good. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you, you learn more when you lose. Yeah. Like, it just be like that sometimes it and just be like that sometimes yeah so it yeah it was a really incredible moment for us to cool. show like how much work we had put in and how good like we had come yeah. together yep perfect thank you thank you so much for sharing that and all and everything yeah and everything yeah I love how um open and candid and and tender we've had some tender moments here and and uh, uh. I know. 
and it's take impo- care of yourself after this <laughs> yeah absolutely hashtag self-care y'all like yeah go yes. ahead beat yourself up on the rugby pitch but also rest and listen to your body it has things yeah. that yes, you don't please know. take care of yourself mm-hmm. absolutely mentally physically spiritually like we want that holistic self-care that's right we're gonna heal the world <laughs> yep <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. Thanks again. This has been wonderful. Yeah, Number 23. Thank you for having me. Rounding this out. Yes. Put her My in coach. Number. She's ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I love you. I love you so much. Thanks Bye. for having me. Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show. Email me if you want to share your stories at suze at withyoupodcasts.co. That's S-U-S at withyoupodcasts.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.